Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I am your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. I am back at home, and I am happy to be here. Yeah, thank God. Because honestly, <laughs> not that we didn't... connection again. It's fantastic. Not that we didn't love you using your phone, but... It's true. The phone this view, is... you get the perfect angle of me, like either a boomer view or like a, you know, just bad view. I don't know. I can't do good views from a cell phone, so gotta go back to the webcam. But that is why we took last week off. Kyle was getting back home and getting back settled, so we are more than happy to be back. On to our hopefully regular for now schedule. Yes, regular for now is a good way to put it because it's never regular. <laughs> we yeah, do our best. Absolutely man, not regular. This is most certainly not our full time job, so we I just wish. Try to fit it in when we can, so to speak. Don't get me wrong. I love my job, my new job, day three. But I'm assuming what? we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, maybe. I'm so new. It's it's just it's just new. It's 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 so new that I don't have anything worth talking about yet. Like I'm just going through like orientations and okay. tech trainings. Like it's boring, okay. but it's new. I don't have to go into an office, which is fucking great. Yeah, that is great. Uh, I have I've never had a work from home job ever, and I definitely haven't had like a virtual type job like what you're talking about. You know, so it's I don't know how that feels. Maybe that's something we should talk about too. Just kind of like how, I don't know, you can bring it up if you want. It's your kind of topics, I guess. I don't know. I'm not trying to speak on your behalf, but it's, I've never done it, so. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. It's different. It's definitely different. And I think we could probably, like, I would like to get a couple, like, conflicting opinions on it. Because I'm of the opinion that, like, 90% of jobs can and should be work from home. Um, so maybe we get some, we try and find some conflicting opinions there. Because I, I think it would be fun to talk about that. And I would be happy to talk about it. But I only have one that I can think of right offhand, so. Yeah, I want to. Fe- I want to argue. I just. I check out That's my what Twitter. We're here to do, man. We're just here to fight each other. And check out my else. Twitter. I've been fighting everybody recently. But most importantly, Kyle, the reason we do this podcast is so we can drink together every week. So, what, what are you drinking? Uh, he even stole my wine. I'm back at home, and he's getting my wine. Ah! I'm gonna start with a classic, and I'm only gonna start with a classic because while I was gone for work, I ended up with a bunch of straggler beers from other people, and because of that, I need to drink them at some point in time. And what better time than right now? So the first thing that I'm gonna be drinking is an Angry Orchard hard cider. You love to see it. Kind of hate to see it, but honestly, I used to I like, really like them when Orchard. I was younger, and I didn't really know what beer was, and so uh, I thought they were good. Uh, and now it's been a really long time since I've had one, so we'll see how I feel, you know, as a, a non-young person. I guess yeah. I'm still kind of young. But you and your grandpa like, palate. There we go. I do All right. Well, that's a fact. I will be drinking Bud Light hard soda seltzers. Uh, I'm going to start with the orange soda today. I was going to drink nice beers, but then Kyle pulled this stuff out, and I was like, eh. But so I'm just going just gonna to downgrade. I'm back at home, which means even though I'm drinking shitty beer, it's going in a glass. Same. I'm going beer glass, too. Because I'm now realizing that it didn't come completely clean in the dishwasher. Got a nice shitty pour here on this Angry Orchard hard cider. Let me get the, the pro pour on the orange soda. I don't remember. Did you go first or did I? I think I went first last time. I think it's yours. No, it's definitely you. No, actually, I think we made Jed go first, but I think before that, you were definitely like, Jake, you get to go first. I don't think that's true. Uh, we'll fact check it later, but I'm going to... That's fine. I'll go first, Kyle. All right, thank you. All right. So I was I actually just came up with this topic. Um, I shaved like five minutes ago. <laughs> and I, my razor got me thinking, what are some times where you saw marketing, didn't believe the hype, eventually got or tried the product, and you were like, holy shit, I get it. Ooh, that's a good one. And also, by the way, the technical difficulty that I tweeted about was actually just me eating food and Jake shaving his face. So there wasn't yeah. a real technical difficulty, but we just had shit to do. <laughs> and I would like to point out that uh, the first product that I'm thinking of, like I said, was my razor, Harry's razors. They're the best razors I've ever used. I have zero issues with them. Mm. This mark on my face, if anybody's watching on video, you're going to talk about it. And you're going to be like, how can you say that? You just nicked yourself shaving. This is a scratch from a dog like four days ago that just won't mm. go away. Yeah. Probably it's because, spot. yeah, it's, it just, yeah, just doesn't get better. Um, so yeah, but actually like shaving, like I never nick myself with them. I never like I, and I've heard a lot of people say too, like they're not recommended for shaving your head, but like people who shave themselves bald, 
Like a lot of people swear by the Harry's razors and say that they're the best they've used. I don't know. There's a, there's a reason they call that bicking your head, you know, the yeah, big well. razor, man, the classic. Uh, Carly is absolutely right. My first one should and will be, uh, she said in the chat that native deodorant, and that is a hundred percent true. And I will say that of all native products, um, I was very adamantly against the concept of like a natural deodorant, mostly because like in college I was a freaking sweat machine. Uh, and I haven't really had that a problem as much as an adult, but <clears throat> I used to sweat like a freaking crazy person. And I was like, there's no way some natural crap could ever work for me. And I com- I think it has. It is expensive. I will say that it is definitely yeah. expensive, but it is healthier for you. You're not putting a shitload of tinfoil in your pits. And- I say it. I, you say as I'm putting on my deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Just to put uh, a bunch of tinfoil in my pits because I use Old Spice. Yeah, classic, yeah. Which I'm pretty uh, sure they're getting sued for, like, chemically burning people right now, so. Yeah, but, I mean, really, like, deodorants, especially antiperspirant deodorants, right, they're just really not good for your body. Uh, there's some pretty decent information out there about that now and how you probably sh- shouldn't be putting on those on, like, a very porous part of your body. Uh, but anyway, um, native deodorant and native body wash, I love them both. Uh, the body wash is more reasonably priced, I will definitely say. Uh, the deodorant is extraordinarily expensive it is kind of gross but i still use it all the time and i think it works pretty good it smells good and i like to think that i'm doing something at least slightly healthier for myself I don't know. yeah when i worked at gnc we had a ton of people we carried like charcoal deodorant and the people yeah. who would come in for ask like asking for it they'd be like it works and i'd be like no it doesn't <laughs> um, but I, that was also just like we carried one brand of natural deodorant and it was literally just like an activated charcoal that you put on your armpits like it was yeah. I don't know what's in the native deodorant, but I'm sure it's got to be better. I mean, I like, I like, I use Dr. Squatch soap. Like, that's another one that I'm thinking of where it's like, mm. I know you didn't have as great of an experience with it. I thought it smelled fine. My skin is so sensitive to like a harsh soap like that. Yeah. So if I try to use a bar soap, not a chance. My skin's fucked. It'll like freak out. Oh, uh, mine loves it. I mine, pre- I, mine prefers it. My, uh, my skin always feels super weird after I use like a body wash or anything like that. Yeah, so like I using don't. like a brick deodorant like that or brick uh, soap like that is great for me. Plus, if you get the coffee one, which not only smells really, really good, but it actually has like coffee beans, like shards in it. And it like gets you a nice like scrape on your skin almost when you're cleaning it. I just want to cut myself when I'm fucking washing my body. Kind of. But like it makes you feel like you're actually like you can tell when you're like actually scrubbing something off of you or actually cleaning yourself. Like, yeah, I'm going to give I, you one on the counter side of this, too, because... I understand Squatch Soap. I'm not saying anything negative against them. I think the product smells really good. It's just a me thing. So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. What I will say is that one thing that got incredibly hyped up and I got it and I thought it was absolutely terrible is Dollar Shave Club. Hmm. I've heard great thing about Harry's, like you said, but Dollar Shave Club was trash. The razors were garbage. I thought the shave was terrible and it was kind of pricey for what you were getting. And so I would never, ever do Dollar Shave Club again. Yeah, I've heard... I know a lot of people who did it when it first started and like literally was a dollar. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people who did it then who had really great reviews and then they came back to it later once they raised prices and changed suppliers and everything. And it was like did uh, same kind of thing did not get like great reviews. Didn't enjoy the, the experience using it. Yeah. Uncle Kyle just came in the chat and said Dixon flannels is one of his decision or his uh, products. Um, and I will say, too, that Dollar Shave Club, uh, it was probably shortly after I did the Dollar Shave Club for a bit that I moved over and Carly got me a, an electric razor. Mm. And it is a little bit ironic because I just talked about how sensitive my skin can be to things. But for whatever reason, I can take an ele- electric razor dry and just fucking grind it all over my face and yeah. I have no problem. And I think the shave quality is really good, too. And I love that freaking thing. I've had it for, I don't even know, Carly might know, but I've had it for probably three or four years now. Uh, absolutely no problems. And I love that freaking thing. That's one thing that I need to get. I feel like when I learned how to shave, my dad gave me one, but I wasn't growing enough facial hair that I ever felt like it actually did anything. And I still can't grow a lot of facial hair, but I grow enough that it's like, (laughs) I looked at myself in the camera and was like, I should probably go shave before we start this episode since I have a minute or two anyway. So like I on series seven, I believe it's one of the self-cleaning ones. You just throw it in the thing, hit the button and it cleans itself. And I fucking love the thing. I know the one that my dad gave me was really nice, but this was also fucking 13 years ago at this point when I was like 14. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, I have one more for sure right off the top of my head. It is has to be like my number one because I shit on this stuff so much. I hated the hype on it. I made fun of people for it. I didn't understand it. And then I got it 
and I understand it, I love it, and I can't go back, and I hate myself for it because it's so expensive. And that is Lou Lou Lemon. Holy yeah. fuck. I've got their shorts now, and they're the most comfortable things on the freaking planet. They are super freaking like stretch, stretchy or whatever. You know, they fit well. Yep. They're very comfortable. They're extraordinarily lightweight, which is pretty incredible. Like, it feels like you're just not wearing pants sometimes, which is fantastic. And then recently, uh, while I was gone for work, I had a buddy that had the Lululemon pants. And I haven't worn them, so I can't say for sure. But let me just tell you, they look good. And they look comfy. It's like yeah. he had the black ones, and they were just kind of like a casual pant for him. Yep. Like he just wore them out. But I was like, man, I figured those would be kind of like dress panty or like go out and golf panty. But they look good just fucking going out and like having a beer. I, I look at those pants. I love Lululemon. I don't own a ton of it because I've found like Fabletics is, is one that's kind of like very Lululemon-esque. Like I, if you told me they were the same supplier, I'd believe you. Um, but like, I keep going back to their stuff. I've got like six of the same pair of shorts because I could yeah. wear them every day for the rest of my life. I just got some new shorts. I got shorts with a liner in it for the first time in my life. Mm, don't don't like know it. how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't really Don't like hate it. it. Still indifferent, but the ones with the liner, I will say make a decent hybrid short, but I don't like them for like an everyday wear. Yeah. It, I, I've been using them more on like, uh, I've worn them twice now on like leg days and I liked them. Gave me a little extra compression. Oh, you're talking like a compression liner, not like just like a... Yeah, no, it's whatever. not like, not like a, uh, when, normally when I think of a liner, I think of like swim trunks and how they have that yeah, mesh like liner. Mesh, yeah. No, this is like an actual, like you're wearing compression boxers under yeah, yeah, your yeah. shorts. I know what you're like about. that's the best that's way to describe it. It's great. I, yeah. Like, I could maybe it, wrap my head around that a little bit more. Yeah. I, I still don't know how I feel about like every daying them, but I've been wearing them for workouts and I've really, really enjoyed them. Did you ever get on that kick when you were younger where like you only wore compression shorts? Like you stopped with the boxers? That was a no. huge fucking thing when I was in high school and I did that. I wore like solely compression shorts for like five fucking years. No, I never did that. But it's also maybe that's where like I, because I wore compression, basically compression shorts, like a compression style underpant for baseball because they made one that like had this the slot for your cup even though i rarely wore one of those but like Mm -hmm. i wore those all the time for baseball so like when i wasn't playing baseball i wanted to wear something else that makes sense but also like i'm surprised i didn't have that face because i'm a i'm a boxer brief guy so i like having the leg i like having some of the like the compression in it i don't like boxers so Boxers are a thing of the night or all early two thousands really. Yeah, I think they kind of phase their way out. They they're definitely out of style for me. Um, I don't. Yeah. I think I agree. Box brief for sure. Um, for me, one thing that the marketing definitely lived up to the hype for. Bud Light seltzers, yeah. Bud Light seltzers, and specifically the sodas. Yeah. Because I've had hard sodas before, and I was like, these are fine, but they're like they're very clearly not what they're supposed to be. Yeah. This literally tastes like I'm drinking Sunkist. Mm-hmm. But I can tell there's alcohol in it, so it's not that dangerous, but it's yeah. still very dangerous. Sure. I've even seen people who are like making cocktails with the mic like with yeah. the soda. Like they make a Jack oh, and Coke with a that's Bud Light. Not good. Yeah. That's that's not good. Respect to y'all, but it's yeah. not for me. Not a good play, I don't think. Uh, uh, mine, like similarly, Bud Light Next, dude. And it's funny because I didn't really see their advertising until after I had started drinking them, but it's kind of like my new Ultra. I love it. It I is. It's super light. I, I think it's a really good beer and it doesn't have carbs. So, you know, you could just try to justify that you're drinking something healthier, I guess. I don't know. I still have to try them. Uh, maybe I'll go grab a case for next week's episodes to try them out. My depending one on if you've gotten them. They are a little pricey. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a 12 pack, they're like 15 bucks. Which is I, really pricey for like a a Bud Light, you know. Maybe I mean? try a different store. I don't. I feel like I've seen them for like ten bucks for the twelve pack. That was all while I was gone. Uh oh, Carly's got me on the burp count. I'm sorry. And she uh, also must try. She said she must try Bud Light yeah. seltzers, and I agree. They're some of my favorites, even though like, well, I Carly actually might have tried them because I did get a couple cases of them when I visited y'all. I got like the, they had like the cocktail. Actually, they're right down there. They're like uh, what is it the limited edition like out of office series I don't, I don't know that i thought you drank all those i don't think we had i'm any i i drank so much that week Kyle. i don't i don't i don't think that we had any of those maybe i i know you did because i made you try one because i was like these might be a seltzer you would like and you were like it's not that bad because they're like mimic cocktails basically but the hard oh, sodas uh, are really good while i was gone somebody got the corona version of that like the cocktail in a can essentially or whatever how are those i had one it was pretty good 
I've seen them. My biggest complaint is like after I finished one can, I suddenly got like the worst gut rot of my life because it was so sweet. Yeah. And that's not a thing that happens easily for me. So I don't know how much sugar was in that freaking can, but it had to have been a ton because I felt like ass afterwards for at least a hot minute. I've tried the fall pack of Bud Light Seltzers. Mm-hmm. And the- I never tried the fall pack. So shockingly, I've I've had really I've had the sour ones, which were like. The sour ones are ones that you should, like, use to make a cocktail because, like, they're too... I don't want... When I'm drinking Bud Light Seltzers, I'm drinking, like, nine of them. And I don't... I That's gut rot. If you're drinking, like, yeah. nine super sweet, super sour drinks, like, that would get me. But, like, if you mix it into a cocktail and, like, had something to cut the sweetness or even maybe just, like, mix it with club soda just to dilute it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't like those. I have the tie-dye edition, which are really good right there. Um, but even just like the regular Bud Light seltzers are probably my favorite right now of the actual just like seltzers. Sure. Um, I had something that I was going to say and now I totally forgot. Uh, you know, what I will say is a product that lived up to the hype and then I've literally never gone back and it's been like 15 fucking years. iPhones. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was an Android person first, mostly just because of cost, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I switched over with my first was the five. But I was still pretty broke, so I got the five C, which was the cheapest version of the five, and it was great. And I've, I've never f- gone back. I broke an iPhone five C by throwing it on a bed. Yeah, they were pretty shit phones, to be I, honest. In terms of structure, like dur- durability. When Dane was at Illinois State, uh, I went and visited him, and I had a hotel room because I, I was doing like an official visit there um, for athletics as well, um, and so we were drinking and i just like got home we got we there was a steak and shake across from my hotel so we like went to get food and then we're coming back to the hotel and i just like threw my phone on the bed nothing it's not like it hit anything like it was the spare bed that dane was going to be sleeping on that night like just because we were just chilling and i picked my phone up i'm like what the fuck my screen was just completely spider webbed <laughs> Like it, you know, it's funny to me, and I mean this in the least rude possible way possible, but it's so funny for me to picture Dane at college. It was. I like, mean, I he'll just, tell you, like he didn't like. It wasn't the best experience of his life either. Like yeah. most, he he went down to, and he'll tell the story, so he won't even mind me telling him, like saying this. He went to class for like two weeks, and then uh, just texted me a lot to play video games, and then like would leave the his dorm to get food because at isu you can leave the dorms and each of the built i don't know if each of the buildings but at least his building had a dining hall on the first floor mm-hmm. so yeah. we would go downstairs get food come back upstairs with the food and then we'd play like it was during call of duty advanced warfare so we would play like advanced yeah. warfare gbs all day yeah yeah like he i mean so, like i dane taking college seriously especially at like a younger age oh he didn't no way the closest thing to taking it seriously was he played club hockey i want to say when he was there <laughs> and like he took that kind of seriously but besides yeah, that like that, yeah. it was yeah it was a good time um i don't know yeah. if i have any more i'm trying to think like right hand yeah i kind of came to mind instantly iphones are definitely a good one there um for me it's like some supplements like some pre-workouts yeah. i i have have really lived up to the hype that has been around them uh gorilla mode uh is the more hardcore lifters who listen to this will know of gorilla mode most people won't um, but they're like a more niche brand. Like the creator is also a YouTuber, uh, more plates, more dates. Who's like super scientific, does a lot of studies on like steroids and like just what's optimal and what's not when it comes to muscle growth and working out. And he put out a, a line of products that are really, really good, which is the gorilla mode line. Mm-hmm. And then rise pre-workout, which is super popular on TikTok. Um, they're pretty prominent there. N- not the like most elite pre-workout in terms of like dosages or anything like that but one of the best tasting that i've ever had yeah and then the boyd, last one back. thank you, ba- you welcome back boyd the last thing that i must touch on are like brewmate slash yeti can koozies yeah i do be loving these my things sure. are amazing i want to yep. buy them all the time and have to stop myself from doing it because i don't need that yeah. many but i want that many yeah carly got those for us and that's that's our go-to now we love those things oh yeah i well, the the brewmates like the especially the thin ones because y'all have the thin ones. Yeah, we do. Like but the that's because fr- I drink shit like ultra. Yeah, the first time I used them was when we visited you guys. 
Oh yeah. I'd never used like the, th- I'd used, I had that one. Like my parents got us, uh, it's right here over my shoulder for anybody who's watching. Uh, there's a burp counter one for me, Carly. If you can keep track of uh, my total this episode too. Um, my parents got us those for Christmas and I just never really used them. I was always of the mentality of like, I drink it quick enough. It don't get warm, but also like, yeah. I do enjoy just like sipping on something throughout the night. And like I, the can that's in there right now is a, it's a diet Dr. Pepper. Like I will drink anything out of these koozies because i just love using them i love they're pretty freaking efficient man they keep they're he- cold. they keep them cold they're heavy so it like you you feel it just feels nice to drink out of it like i will say like the one thing that i like to be able to do is just like throw my koozie in my pocket um, yeah so that's, that's like, the worst the part of downside them. is you can't do that um but that's okay i want to get koozies that are big enough that can fit around the can koozie and so i can just i can put the the can koozie koozie in my pocket <laughs> but the can koozie's got to stay out it needs to be like collapsible somehow yeah. you know and just like pop but also it. like these you can just throw them in like if you're going somewhere you can just like throw them in your cooler yeah that's true that's what i do mostly Somebody's gonna it steal works. That shit for sure probably i'm sure i could think of a million more but we're kind of running out of time for a, a for a first yeah. topic so instead of trying to spin my wheels and try to think of them i think we're gonna just move on to the next topic perfect so um first of all i already finished my uh, Angry Orchard, uh, which I got a, I, I can't lie, dude, that was pretty freaking good. I'm telling Angry you, Angry Orchard's not bad. Uh, I, so, I'd give it like a six four. Okay. Um, which is pretty impressive for me. I'm, I'm kind of a harsh rater on beers. I, I want like, and, uh, that was pretty damn good. After this episode, I think I want to go through and at, like just run a quick math problem and average out our scores and see what like yeah. our average is yeah, so far oh 100 percent, but also that's because i go to places I where i have a better selection <laughs> and can grab things i don't grab things i'm not gonna like for the most part the yeah. the things that i I'll haven't liked anything, i'll try anything once i I'm, I'm gonna have to get to that point at some point but also like the only thing that i've grabbed that i really didn't like was when we were at total <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, that peanut butter bad. cup porter was, was yeah that terrible. was really really freaking bad I gave it a 1.4. You gave it a 1. I think I gave it something less than that, yeah. It was pretty bad. It was essentially undrinkable. Yeah, I I got the orange soda. Uh, I'm on my last drink and can give mine a rating as well. If you like orange soda, you will like this. I'm not the biggest orange soda fan in the world, but this is still a 7-1. Okay. I actually like... I probably like this more than I like non-alcoholic orange soda. The The orange is a good blend with, like, the alcohol that you get. Orange sodas are really sugary too, so I don't know if you're if you're not really into like sugary drinks, you probably don't really yeah. like them that much. And that's why I like the these are zero sugar, like so they're like obviously a little artificially flavored. Um, but the alcohol is made with um, it's it's a it's a cane sugar base is what they make the alcohol out of. So the alcohol yeah. is naturally sweeter. So then you just have to add some of the like the orange flavor, anything like that. But sure. these are really good. I, uh, I, w- I think Angry Orchards are just, like, perfect for that, like, beginning of summer season. Oh, yeah. It's so smooth. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just apple juice, but it gets you kind of buzzed. It's why Natterdays are great. I uh, I never jumped on the Natterday train, specifically. I don't. I still can't remember if I've even had one. I think I've maybe had one in my life. You're um, going to... Well, there's two flavors of Natterdays. We'll, ha- we'll do them for an episode. We'll both get a Natterday and the the pineapple one and the strawberry lemonade one and that'll be our episode i think i've maybe had the strawberry lemonade one before but it would have been one time and i don't remember specifically the Uh, strawberry lemonade was the original one i'm a big pineapple biatch i I am too i haven't had the pineapple one so i'm i'm excited about the idea that i came up with for our episode what are you cracking open another bud light hard soda seltzer this one is the citrus soda which is supposed to be like a mountain dew sprite blend okay it's the color of Mountain Dew, but I think it's like it's somewhere in between. I am cracking open a Topo Chico, which is probably how you pronounce that hard seltzer. It I'm is doing the tropical mango, uh, and I will say that I've had the pineapple one of the Topo Chicos, and it was not an episode, so I won't read it officially. But I love pineapple, as I just said, and so I really enjoyed that. You'll I'm have not to as big of a mango person, so we'll see how. I feel. I'm a huge mango person, but I also, I've heard such high, like great things about the Topo Chico seltzers. I think I've had a couple sips of one and I don't think they were that great. Maybe I, I was too, I, I was it. pretty drunk when I was drinking them. So maybe that's like influenced my opinion on it, These but heavily like advertised. That's for sure. Yeah. So, well, it's also Topo Chico. It's like the premium seltzer water brand that people who care about the flavor of their seltzer water drink. 
I didn't know that. That's news to me. I don't drink seltzer water. Maybe it's because like alcohol. So like Topo Chico, it's a more predominant like Hispanic brand, and maybe because I like I know a lot of people who are Hispanic and are from Hispanic heritage, that they drink it and uh, drink it a lot and talk about it a lot. Yeah. Like I know like most people's brains go to like Pellegrino, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, Perrier, like stuff like that. I don't know that I've ever <clears throat> gone and purchased uh, like carbonated water in my life. It's not really my thing. I love it. I've never really been into carbonation as a whole. So for me to like go out and buy carbonated water would be just blasphemy. Yeah, probably fair. Which is why I think I started, I started off, you know, really disliking seltzers, but I've kind of come around a little bit. Um, you know, they're kind of light and they're nice to drink. If you don't want to feel super full from like a beer, I can get my head around that. Definitely. I like it. It's uh well also I drink it. I, I shouldn't like generally say I like it. Cause I, I do, I drink it all the time, but I do, I'm like, I'm dieting right now. So I'm drinking, I'm like just eating less. I'm trying to like lean out a little bit for the summer, you know? And so I've been drinking a lot more of it cause it does help you feel full. So I definitely drink more of it. Like when I'm cutting versus when I'm like bulk bulking or just eating more like a, a maintenance calorie. Yeah. I don't know, man. The seltzer life has really grown on me. Like I will say, and I remember too, like I tried a ranch water one time and I didn't really realize that ranch water was like a category of drink. Yeah. I thought so it was just a brand that had done something. And now nope, I realized like Topo Chico also has a ranch water that I probably should try. Cause I really did enjoy the ranch water, but ranch water is just a cocktail. Yeah. It's, Which but most people make it with Topo Chico. Well, it just, it's, it's like a seltzer. So, I mean, yeah. I get that it's like not, but it is, I don't freaking know, man. It's it just Topo like Chico or it's sparkling water. I want to say tequila and lime juice. Like it's. I don't feel like the canned ones actually put liquor in them, though, do they? The like brand Topo, ranch Topo water Chico does. Topo Chico does ranch water, and you think so? They have tequila in those. I cans? think. I need so. you to verify that. Fact check yourself, because I don't I, know I believe that. I am Topo Chico ranch water. Do it, it have? My guess tequila? would be. Um, ads ranch water into its newest hard seltzer flavor yeah topo chico ranch water hard seltzer yeah i know but does it have tequila in it that's the question not does it exist i know it exists no so theirs won't be getting its alcoholic kick from tequila most hard seltzer is fermented like beer um but they hope to mimic the lime and refreshing crisp taste so no theirs is not made with tequila traditionally ranch water the drink is made with tequila okay which is why I like it. I love tequila. All right. All right. That's like my newfound thing in life over the past like year and a half is how much I love tequila. I also I know I'm like cutting tequila. into your topic time, but you're I, it's fine. I love tequila too, but it doesn't love me in that it makes me grumpy apparently, and I am not the best version of myself on tequila. So I try to not do that. You know it's a myth, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But it just happens to be that somehow tequila brings out the worst in me every time. So, uh, that being said, I can usually take like a margarita or two and be fine. But if I start to, like ripping shots of tequila, like I'm doomed. I'm in. For All right, that. make to- Kyle take a bunch of shots of tequila next time we're out there. We want to see grumpy Kyle. It's a bad idea. We want to see the grumpy. Because I, I really do like tequila. I like the taste of tequila. I love good. tequila. But anyway, uh, all right, let's move on. We've talked enough about this. All right, so I'm going to do a quick topic because we, we did take some time there, and I'm going to wrap this one in because I wanted to talk about it last week or two weeks ago, and then I just ended up switching over to the topic that we did, which was mm-hmm. you know weird terminology across the states. But my original intent of that one is what I want to talk about now, and that's because I just spent a bunch of time in the South. And let me freaking tell you, the South, for all of the good things that can be in the South, the South is a weird fucking place, man. Yeah. And so I want to talk about... The Bible Belt, if you don't know what that is, it's it's a series of southern states, right? <clears throat> and I want to talk about some like holdover laws that are down there or rules that are kind of abided by that I think are fucking nuts and that I do not understand. And the main one is you can't buy booze most places on Sundays still in the Bible Belt. That's, yeah, ABC. It's, it's not really Bible Belt as much as it's like crazy. any ABC state because... Uh, Jess and I found that out. We went to Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina is an ABC state. And we got in on Sunday. And we were like, it was just us on vacation. Like our plan for most of the vacation was to eat and drink. And so we're like trying to find a liquor store that's open. And yeah. there's not. So we had to go to a random 7-Eleven. 
and she got a bottle of shitty like Behringer wine, and I got a case of flat truly seltzers. Like that's and that was just like what we were stuck with for the night, especially because the bars like were closed. Law. Like like a lot of these places are not yeah. physically allowed to sell these products, right? It's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's. Uh, it makes no sense. I don't I get it. I went to go eat with my aunt and some family, and we went to a casino because uh, it was just kind of like a centralized point, and they had like a big uh, restaurant in there. And so I went down, uh, and we sit at the table, and there were some folks there that I hadn't met. You know, it's a little easier to talk to people you haven't met when you've had a drink or two, right? So I'm like, ah, I'll have a drink. Why not, right? And the waitress comes over, and I was like, hey, can I get a drink menu? And she goes, it's Sunday. And I was like... So fucking what? Yeah, like, you don't drink on... Don't you watch football? What's the, what's the problem here, you know? Um, so I don't know. Have you experienced anything else like that in the South? It's kind of like my question. Um, so I, I say the Bible Belt because that's, you know, where I've experienced it the most. But if there's other places, uh, go ahead and throw them out there. I tried to find, like, a, a link while I was introducing the topic of uh, some other things that are just kind of random rules down there, and I'm not really having a, um, a good time trying to figure it out. Um, let's kind of on the same track, but not specifically in the South. I think it's weird that car dealerships are required to be closed on Sundays. Like that's, oh, that's weird to I me. No, yeah, I went to Iowa to buy a car because our we had a family friend who owned a car dealership, like sort of a car dealership. Yeah. Um, and we were, we drove out there on Saturday. And my dad was like, we have to go straight to the dealership. We we have to get it. Even though we were staying in Iowa for the weekend, he's like, we have to go there on Saturday. It's like, why? He's like, car dealerships have to be closed on Sundays. It's a law. Like, it's a federal law. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Somebody should probably fact check me on that true. one. Yeah, but like, I don't, car de- I don't think I've seen anywhere that car dealership is open on Sundays. I and I think like that's weird. They, I don't know. You might, be, you might be right. I don't know if they were... Can car dealerships be open on Sunday? That's the first link on Google. Once you type, once you start to type "can car dealerships," the first result is "be open on Sunday." Dude, I'm just, I just pulled up like weird laws of the South, you know, just thinking I might find some like normal shit that's just weird to some people, you know. But this is just fucking ridiculous. Like these are kind of like out to lunch. Like in Alabama, you can't wrestle a bear. Oh yeah, there's like in Illinois you can't fish from the neck of a giraffe. Like there's <laughs> such weird laws. Oh, that's one. Um the city of Joliet, Illinois, it is actually illegal to pronounce it Juliet. What? If you don't pronounce if you are in city limits and pronounce it because most people pronounce it Juliet because Romeoville is right next door and Joliet. So Romeo and Juliet. So a lot of people mispronounce it. It is actually illegal in city limits to mispronounce the name of the city. Wow. That is a weird one. Yes. Um, here's a good one. Uh, apparently in South Carolina, you literally cannot work on Sunday. That's sick, I guess. I don't know if that, that you might want to fact check that one too, because that might be just out to lunch as well. But it says like you know, there's multiple businesses like across the country that don't work on Sundays, but in South Carolina, you can't work at all. Yeah. Oh. Um. Let's see. I. I. Uh, in Washington State, it's illegal to kill Bigfoot. <laughs> in Virginia, you can't hunt on Sundays, unless. But you can kill raccoons on Sundays. Huh. Make that one make sense. Hey, here's another one that just like is like what you said. There's an illegal way to say Arkansas. Arkansas. Right? I don't know. It says it's illegal to mispronounce Arkansas. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It, do- it just says you can't mispronounce it. It doesn't say like what the pronunciation is. That's bad. You can't put up a clothesline in Vermont. It's illegal. Hmm. I don't know. I just... I wasn't sure if you had experienced anything like this, but I think that that just blew my freaking mind when I was down there and I saw that that was still a thing. I don't this know one, why. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it just it really threw me the fuck off. This one's weird. You can get married by proxy in Texas. You don't have to physically be present at your wedding. Well, that's good. So in this one, it says like for legitimate reasons, like military service. So like if you were deployed, yeah, 
you could huh. get married while on deployment by having can, somebody there in your place as long as you have the right documentation. Um, you can't hold public office if you've been in a duel in Tennessee. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, let's see. In Rhode Island, if you bite off somebody's limb, you get 20 years in prison. Okay. Um, you can't sell or buy infant children in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe this is going to be a good article. We'll see. Some of these have, like, repealed laws, too. Like, you used to not be able to seduce unmarried women um, with the promise of marriage or deception in, until oh, 2016. I, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. This topic was bound to die pretty quickly. I just had no idea. Just yeah. I wanted to say out loud that the South blew my freaking mind, and I didn't understand how you couldn't freaking drink there. South's weird, man. It's a weird place. They also have the... <clears throat> there's certain rules down in the South, too, related to booze, where, like, only certain places can... Uh, or like, and I think this is, this might be outside the South too, that I'm just ignorant of the fact, but there's places where like the state will set the price that alcohol can be sold at in stores. That's AB, so any ABC state, the state does all of the purchasing of alcohol for any liquor store, grocery store, anywhere that sells alcohol in the state. And they're the ones who actually set the prices. And that's, it's a tax thing. Like that's really the yeah. only argument for it, but it's any ABC state. That is pretty crazy. I should look up the list of those and see what are the ABC states. Then we could probably look at ABC state rules too and figure out alcoholic beverage control state. Uh, is it, that's not real. What's not real? It says Iowa is one of them. All spirits <sighs> sold to privately owned realtors by the alcoholic beverages division. I don't think that's real. Maybe that's why, like, I think that's why only, okay, Uncle Kyle fact checked me, only 20 states ban car sales on Sundays. So nearly half the, oh, actually exactly two-fourths, or no, two-fifths of the U.S. Can't talk. It's very interesting. In but, Utah, all bev beverages over 4% are sold in state-run stores, so you can only have it 4%. Well, that makes sense. They're, uh, it's a, you know, it's a predominantly... I shouldn't say predominantly Mormon state, but more the Mormon religion is very heavy there, and they are very yeah. against alcohol. Huh. Um, Man. But yeah, that ma that makes weird, that makes sense for me though in Iowa, because like a lot of things are weirdly more expensive in Iowa, but a lot of things are also weirdly cheaper. Like Bush Light is way more expensive in Iowa than it is in Illinois. I think most alcohol is cheaper in Illinois because I know some family that they would go. Uh, that lived closer to the border and they would just always go to the Illinois side to buy their alcohol because it was cheaper. We had a, when we had our lake house, we had a family friend of ours who would mow, like when we weren't there, they would take care of all the yard work and landscaping and we'd pay them in cases of bush light mm. and we'd buy them in Illinois instead of buying them in Iowa because it was like seven bucks cheaper. Makes sense. We used to, when I lived in Iowa still, we'd go drink in Dubuque and then we'd cross the border into Illinois because the bars were open an hour later. So we'd go drink in Illinois for an hour and then fucking fight our way back home. It was the opposite for my dad. My dad grew up in the Quad Cities. He would They would go into Iowa to drink because the drinking age in Iowa was 18, whereas it was yeah. 21 in Illinois. Yeah, so my, ways back. my dad's got a fun story about taking the SAT drunk or the ACT drunk, like still yeah. drunk from the night before. Friend drove him there. They slept in the parking lot. And like went in and take took the test and he got like a twenty seven. I think I might have been a little hungover on my ACT too, if I'm not I, lying. I wasn't, but I had the stomach flu, so I was Ooh, in the process yikes. of throwing up. I they literally put me in like a janitor's closet to oh. take the test, and so I'm like throwing up every third question. It was great. That sounds fun. All right, well that's all I really got. That's all I had to say. I just needed everybody to know that the South has weird drinking laws. I've never had an opportunity to not drink, <laughs> and that yeah. was my first, so. That is so weird. It's still so weird to me that, like, states control that kind of thing. Like, I don't... It is pretty strange. Like, especially in, like, a free market economy where, we, you know, we preach this, do whatever you kind of want with the market, sell whatever you want, and then the government controls alcohol. I don't yeah. know, dude. It's weird. It's weird. <sighs> All right, Our... hit me with topic number two. We got 20 minutes left. Let's go. 
All right, I'll try and make this one a quick one so maybe you can get in a little bit of a longer topic. I've got a good one for you. This yeah. too. So I'll make this nice and quick. How many McDonald's chicken nuggets do you think you could eat in one sitting? Ooh, that's a good question. 25. That's it? I think so. I've eaten 40. Because I can do a 20-piece relatively easily. But I think if I tried to go beyond the 20-piece, can you hear that? Yeah. My Alexa just starts. <laughs> I heard that. It's listening. Uh, I think I could do 25. Uh, I think 30, I would be bursting at the seams because I've done 20 pretty easily, no problem. Uh, and then if I put five more in, I feel like I'd be starting to hurt. And if I went to 30, I would fucking die. So I think 25 is probably the most. Unless I think you're saying like eat till I puke, then I could probably do like 30. Peak athletic Jake when I was playing like three baseball I love games how in a day. Athleticism is getting involved in this conversation. And I know I get the valid point of this, but it's like fucking hilarious to me that you're talking about <laughs> being athletic and eating chicken nuggets. uncle kyle says 60 that's probably about where i am i think i could make it to 80 it's kind of making me crave chicken nuggets though. right uh peak athletic jake could like knock out two chipotle burritos at a time two subway footlongs like i feel like the chicken nuggets are less I've never been in a position in my life where i've been able to eat that much food that you just described bro that was like that was like you go to a baseball tournament right you eat breakfast you're playing three games in a hundred plus degree heat because we're traveling down south to play games, and we're playing on turf fields, so it's even hotter because the air, like the ground, isn't absorbing it; it's just blowing the heat back off of you. The umpire's shoes at second base are melting to the ground if he stands in the position too long. Like, you just get hungry, and like you're trying to rehydrate, and you're also like trying to snack when you can. But then, like the game's done, and you're taking fucking twelve starving kids to eat and eight all of us are eating two burritos like it's nothing and then we're still kind of hungry never been there well, lucky fucking you Can't but i think i could push 80 like i maybe this is an episode that we have to do My now God, i think yeah i think you have to like i, think I might have to go get chicken nuggets tonight even though i ate right before we did the podcast yeah i i, I, I like i said i'm cutting right now but i saved a few calories for after the episode so i might have to go get some 80 nuggets dude I think I can do it. I don't think it's that much food. 80 chicken nuggets. Hold on. Let me do some quick math. How much I don't know how many fucking calories does a McDonald's chicken nugget weigh? Weigh. It weighs 16 and a half grams. So, um, how many grams in a pound? So there's 453 grams in a pound. Round that up to 454. Divide it by 16. 454. How many calories is 80 nuggets? I don't want to know because I'm on a diet. Um, so eating a pound of McNuggets real quick is about 30. 30 nuggets equals a pound. I could easily eat like two pounds of meat in a sitting. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm more confident in my answer after uh, looking that up. But... Oh, how many calories? Dude, I can barely eat an eight-ounce steak. That's like a warm-up. Sometimes I can do a ten-ounce steak. I had twelve ounces of chicken for lunch, and I was hungry in an hour. Oh my god! I just don't eat that much. I guess maybe that's why I'm not fucking obese. Because I think if I ate like you, I would be five hundred pounds right now. Yeah, but I'm also working out five days yeah, a week, and I'm doing problem. thirty minutes do of cardio three days a week. Like I, I don't eat that much when I'm not working out. But when I'm working out, I eat a lot. Um, how many calories? It's 4,000 calories. I was going to say about, th- I was going to say it's like 3,500. It was actually like 3,900, I think, but 4,000. That's fair. 4,000 calories. I, I'm eating, I'm eating 2,200 calories a day to lose weight right now. My maintenance is about 2,700. So yeah. I'm in like a 500 calorie deficit. So like two days worth of food for me right now in one sitting, I could do it. I uh, I give praise to Carly for this because she is like meticulous about calorie counting uh, when she's like trying to you know be careful and eat healthy and all these things right. I could never do it. I've never counted a calorie in my life. Lucky fucking. I've looked at a piece of food and gone, "Mm, that's kind of high calorie, and then I eat it anyway. Like I've never counted calories in my life, and that's probably part of the reason like that I'm getting fatter as I get older. (sighs) because my metabolism is slowing down but you're not even like you're the definition of you getting fat like you still have abs oh not really i'm gonna get down to my leanest i've ever been during this cut kyle and i am still not gonna have abs yeah i think 
yeah, I don't know, dude. I guess I'm pretty fortunate with my metabolism in the way that you I was are born. You born probably out. eat like to gain the weight that you gain. You probably and not even realizing it, like the little bit of weight you gain, you probably eat like 3,800 calories a day. I eat like shit. I eat a lot. Yeah, like I crush pizza, dude. Pizza's my weakness. I could pizza's. Can you eat a, like if I were to put a little a whole little Caesar's pizza in front of you right now? But assume it's your favorite pizza, like whatever yeah. your favorite pizza is, because you eat one large pizza right now. Are you talking about crust as well? Yeah. Maybe. Without crust, 100%. If I was throwing the crust in, I don't know, I might be a little... Even bit. if you took the crust out, you, that alone is like 1,800 calories. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, dude, pizza's my fucking weakness. I know it is. I if know I pizza out, I could definitely lose weight for sure. <laughs> that's like, I mean, pizza. that's all I cut out. I just like... I shouldn't even say that. I used to just cut out carbs. I don't even do I don't that know anymore. I do keto, dude. Keto, bless you if you can do that shit. I can't. No fucking way. I did it. It's not sustainable. If you want to lose a bunch of rate, weight really quickly, do it. Just learn how to count calories and eat a balanced diet. That's the end of my spiel. Kyle, what's your last topic for the night? Uh, that's a great question. Jake, I would like to take it back. Okay. All right. Crack the knuckles. Quack. All right. So here we go. I was down. In the south. I have some family down there. I met up with them. My cousin graduating from high school this year. Uh, another one of my cousins just graduated from high school. I had some conversations with them. And I had my pieces of advice based on my experience, right? And this is what I want to know. Go back. Senior year of high school. Rewind in your brain. And I want to know how prepared you felt to make the decisions that you were uh, being asked to make for your career and really to set yourself up for success for the rest of your life. Zero. And I would like you to also expand on that and talk about uh, kind of what your thought process was then and how you would change it. Yeah, I was 0% prepared for any decision I made when I was that age. I was thinking with hormones and a dream is kind of the best way I can describe it. Like, <laughs> like it's just, you when your hormones are, are crazy like that when you're young, like you just have confidence that you can do anything you can do whatever you want or you have like the opposite attitude of like, I can't do anything. I can't do whatever I want. Yeah. Like it, when I think back, like there, I love how my life has turned out. Like I'm very, very happy with everything that that's happened and everything that happened the way it happened is the way I met my wife. It's the way I have the, the jobs I've had, but like I missed out on so much because of the choices that I made. Like yeah. I had scholarships to play division one baseball that I didn't take advantage of because I wanted to bet on myself or I got hurt, like whatever you want to call the, the, the final reason for, for being there. I jumped into a major that if I were to do it today, I could have succeeded in, which was like a medical focus, like a pre-med biology major. I could do that right now. I could walk into that major and be perfectly fine. I was not ready for that choice when I was that young. Yeah. I And I know I would never make it as a doctor. Like even if I got the degree, like, just the lifestyle's not for me. Yeah. The pay's great, but the medical debt and medical shit grossed into the fuck out. I can never do it. I don't have the stomach for it. Like that was that was my dream. Is like I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a surgeon. But like, eighteen year old me thought I could go to class once a week when the class met three times a week and succeed. Like, yeah. There, like I, if I would go like go back in time, I would humble myself. Okay. Because I thought much more highly of my skills and of who I was. Yeah. Then actually was the case. Like I had a, I had an okay GPA in high school. I had very good standardized test scores and I thought I could just allow that to let me coast through college. Yeah. And that was not the case. Like I needed to be humbled and that's ultimately what happened. Like I basically, I didn't end up getting an associate's degree after two and a half years at a community college. It took me five years to get a bachelor's degree. Like I academically like, screwed myself so hard because I screwed myself so hard academically. I have a bunch of student loan debt that I now have to deal with yeah. that I otherwise would not have if I would have just been smarter in my choices. Yeah. Like I needed to be humbled in a way that only happened because I fucked up, but should have happened before I fucked up. Sure. I think so if I think back, right. And I roll back to my senior year of high school and I think similarly to what you're saying, right. I think I, I feel like I was, in this mindset that I was invulnerable to making a, an incorrect decision maybe, or that it just didn't, maybe that it just, I was so arrogant that I just thought that the decision didn't even matter at all. 
I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you exactly what my mindset was at the time, but I know that I didn't do a lot of research or seeking out uh, advice or help uh, to make that decision for myself as a, and I was younger for my grades. So I was 17 years old when I graduated high school. And so I'm 17 years old thinking like everything is just like high school, right? You know, like I'm just going to go down to the next layer yeah. of formal education and it doesn't really matter what I do. Uh, I feel like it's kind of what my mindset was. And, and so for me, I kind of had like a thought of what I may want to do in life, but yeah. to be completely honest, my, the, I didn't have a clue and I still yeah. don't really have a clue. Um, and so, you know, I think it's funny cause it's, it's been a decade since then for me and a little more than that actually. And I look back and I'm like, I, I still don't know that I'm prepared to make those types of decisions at yeah. the level, at the place that I am in life. And I can't imagine even going back now with the knowledge that I have and making that decision when I was younger. I do know that I would do things differently in terms yeah. of at least the focus area of my education. Uh, because I, I have a better understanding of what interests me and what I right. like to do and what, what I would be willing to do for work now. And, you know, that comes with experience in terms of the workforce and understanding what, what, what might make you happy in a work environment as well. Um, but I think I just I just didn't care. Yeah. You know, and that, I, I'm in I, the same boat. I, I like and, and what you're talking about, too, like being young and graduating and just thinking like you'll go on to the next step of education and then like something else will happen after that. And that's the path you're going to go down. Like I was in the exact same boat. Yeah. And it's funny too, cause, um, and I'll, I'll kind of tell a story that, that helps to explain where my mindset was, I guess. But, um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything either. And I agree with you that everything that I've done has led me to where I am. And I am very, very happy with where I am. Uh, that being said, I think, uh, if I could give people advice to set them up for the most, um, you know, career happiness. Uh, cause I have a lot of life happiness, right. I don't mm. necessarily have like the most career happiness, right. even though my career is great. And like, it's done good things for me. Um, it's not what I envisioned myself doing necessarily. To, uh, and sometimes I did, and sometimes I didn't, what I, what I do now, I thought about it multiple times throughout my life, but it's not exactly like that's hundred percent what I'm going to do. Right. That's not what, right. what my thought process was. Last time. And the, the thing that I would go back and take a look at again, and I've, I've kind of talked to a lot of people about this is I went to college in my hometown and fiscally it was the correct decision. I didn't have college debt really. I had a very little amount cause I took some out my senior year just to not have to work full time and go to school for my senior year. Uh, but you know, I, I look back at, at that point in my life and I wish that I would have taken the opportunity just to see what my options were outside of Iowa. Yeah. Cause I didn't even look outside of like a fucking 50 mile radius, dude. I applied to the school in my hometown and I applied to the school in the neighboring town and that was it. Yeah. And then I stopped there and you know, like my scores were decent enough on standardized testing that I probably could have gotten some scholarships some places, or I could have taken the ACTs a little more seriously and actually prepared a little harder and gotten some decent scholarships. I think academically, if I really would have applied myself there. And so I think the biggest thing, I don't think most people struggle with taking the ACT seriously. I think I'm kind of an oddball in that I thought I was just like, it came naturally to me and I wasn't going to have any I, chance of failing that, you know, or doing poorly on that test. I, you, you say that, but also you and I are in the exact same boat. So maybe that's view, like skewing my view of it too, is like, yeah. I didn't take an ACT prep course. I didn't have no, the books. I showed up to take, take the test. Tests. Yeah. I, I, we had to take like a P, PSAT, like, so we had to do it. I guess like, maybe I did one. We'll so like through school, yeah. I did that. I took it one time. I got a 27. I took it again. Actually tried, got a 33. I took the SAT, got a 1420, which is a really good score. Like, so I just thought I was smart enough to just whatever. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. and I don't, I think there's, you're in one of the two camps, right? You're in the camp that was our mindset where it's just like, it's a test. I'll either do good or I won't. And if I do yeah. good, I'm destined yeah. for greatness. If I don't, oh, well. I'll go to trade school or, or go to and a I community college. There. I think I was just truly arrogant enough to believe that I, I didn't need to prepare. Yeah, uh, I didn't need to prepare. Like organized so I told school, myself. at least at the high school and lower level, came relatively easy to me. I didn't have to try like extremely hard to do decent in school. And I remember, and I'll never forget this conversation for the rest of my life, and I laugh looking back at it because the, the guy was, he was wrong, but he was kind of right. Uh, but I, yeah, I had a study hall in my junior or senior year of high school i don't remember what it was i had it in my you know upper level high school years i had a study hall and i didn't feel like i needed to study in study hall uh because i was doing fine in school and i never studied in study hall so i would just sit there and talk to people 
Well, eventually I got in trouble for it, right? And I get sent to the principal's office. Well, it happened right. to be like the vice principal or whatever that ended up taking the meeting with me or whatever. But he was like, do you truly think that you can just go to college and not study? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, I really do. And to be fair, I really didn't study hard in college either. And I did okay. I didn't. You know, I, I made it out of college fine. Uh, and so I think I, I made think it out of college. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I think a lot of it is just, you know, this, this disbelief that, A, that maybe A, it even matters at all, but B, that you could possibly fail at those types of things. If you've yeah. been in a situation where it, you put a little effort and it just happens to work out for you, um, which, and I, and I don't mean to, like, sound arrogant in saying that school came easy to me. I just, I feel like I got lucky enough that, like, I didn't have to try that hard in school right. um, to do decent enough to make it through, you know? And so uh, that's the biggest thing. I think I, I would I would kind of slap myself in the face, take it a little more seriously, and I would advise people, especially as you're getting closer to those uh, ladder. And your GPA might not be the make or break. Sometimes it is when it comes to scholarships, but it might not be. But when it comes yeah. to, like, those entrance testing and everything like that, if you can do well on those tests, it opens doors. Even if your GPA is not great, if you do well on those tests, it can open some doors for you. And I think that's the biggest thing is you need to look at open your mind to a lot more of those doors and see what is really available for me as options. So you can make an informed decision or try to do that. Uh, and then, then another piece of advice I think I would, I would put out there for people is just like seek some help in that decision. Yep. Um, as much as nobody really wants to hear from their parents or like, you know, guidance counselors or whoever the hell it is, you gotta be willing to admit that you don't know it all, you know, and like take that advice. Cause uh, you, I really wish I would have done that. I, my parents, gave me the best advice that I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I thought I knew more than them. And as I've gotten older and like, like 16 through probably even like 20 year old me didn't give a shit what they had to say. Like yeah. I knew what I was doing. No, I fucking didn't. I was a dumbass. I'm yeah. still a dumbass. Yeah, same. At 27, <laughs> I'm still going almost 27. Yeah. I'm going to my parents for advice on things still. I'm like, do you think I should take this job? You think I should invest in this stock? You think I should set up my 401k this way or that? Like, yeah. I still don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Like, I don't do that, but I seek other people's advice still, you know. Like, but yeah, like it's, parents, but, yeah. but I, I do a better job now of looking at for other opinions. Than I do. Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's, that's the other thing is like get other viewpoints. Cause like as much as I can say, like I knew what I was doing, I, I made the right choice for me at the time. Like, I know I didn't do it. Like I, I picked a thing that I thought I wanted to do. I, I picked shittier colleges because I thought what, the name on the degree doesn't matter. Guess what? It does. If you have yes, yeah. If bit, you yeah. if you have an MBA from one of the top ten MBA schools versus you have an MBA from the one year the four plus one program you did at X small outside of the top two fifty college in the country. People who have that MBA from and that degree from that top school are making double to triple the money that you're making from shit fuck school over here. The one thing that I will caveat that with is it, it truly does depend on what you want to do. Yes, hundred percent. It does not. It ju you just need to have the degree and it gets you in the door and that's all that matters. A hundred percent. But yeah, it does sometimes. It depends. Like if you're going to go work in like you know Wall Street or something like that, I'm sure it affects. Yeah, you. if you're doing investment banking, consulting, like those those top like career fields that shit matters stem it probably matters a lot to you if i yeah yes STEM field, but. yeah stem stem definitely has some level of importance ultimately a lot of stem is like just what you can prove but just like if you want to be a teacher it doesn't matter get an education degree if you want to be yeah. a psychologist get a psychology degree like there's a lot of fields where it really like the concept is so similar no matter where you go that it doesn't matter but like like you're talking about, like you picked the town that you lived in and the town over. Yep. But like, if you were going into a business field, that's not always the best call. I think it's never the best call. Yeah. Like, I think that's a matter of fact. I think you, and I, and the reason I think that isn't necessarily like quality of education. Like if you grew up right next to Harvard, like maybe you should go to Harvard. I don't fucking yeah. know. But my, my point is, is that you need to get out there and get, um, you need to see a little bit more of the world to make an informed decision because, uh, I wouldn't say that I'd been to that point in my life until maybe the last three to five years where I've really seen more like culturally than I've ever, yeah. I'd ever did when I was younger. I was stuck in fucking nowhere land, Iowa. And you know, you, that really closes off a lot of your mindset in terms of uh, decision-making and fucking a man, you, you gotta just get some, some perspective in life before you make big decisions like that. And I think maybe, um, I don't know if this is necessarily the right advice, but I think if you're going to, 
think that you're going to go into some sort of a career field too in high school before you try to go to a college and commit to that major or whatever it is, you should go do some job shadowing yep. or something, right? Like get out there and see what that everyday life is like because you might find out that it's kind of a grind that you're not prepared for or maybe yeah. it's just boring as shit or, you know, whatever it is. Try to like see what you think that you want to do before you try to commit to four years of it. I, I thought... I tell, you Go ahead. I thought I was going into med school. I thought yeah. that was my future. Was not... I thought I was going to go into sales, so I did a marketing degree. Never going to work a sales job a day in my life. Like yeah. it's like there's so many like you think so many things look good on paper until you experience it. Like exactly like you're saying like once you realize what something is, like there's a reason that every career offers internships, offers yeah. And you don't a, even have to a shadow at a shadowing yeah. opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Like there's so many things that you don't realize. Like you think sales is great, right? I get to work with people. I get to make a lot of money. No, it's 70% being told fuck off. 20% that like a nightmare to me, 20% grinding to make a few dollars. And then like 10% of your transactions go great. Like yeah. it's such a small reward for what the, for what it ultimately is. And every career is like that. So do like Kyle's saying here, like do the shadowing take an opportunity if your dad works in an industry fucking go to work with him once or twice yeah. you'll yeah. realize really quick whether you like the industry or not i'll tell one final story because we're out of time and i'll make it quick but uh i go to college uh and i commit to a criminology major my dad was a cop growing up i thought my life was going to end in some sort of a criminal justice field right like some sort of somewhere in there right that's yep. what i thought uh in about my sophomore year i kind of lowered it down to like where i thought i was going to maybe go work for the fbi right that was kind of my goal at the time. I make it all the way to my senior year of college, second semester, before I even looked at what those requirements are to get into that job. And I went to a career fair in the second semester of my senior year of college, and I found out that I was not going to meet those requirements with just the degree that I was getting. Yep. And I was like, well, that throws a fucking wrench in my plan because I'm not changing now. Um, and so I had to really <laughs> rethink my, you know, my planning in my senior year of college. And so, uh, and you know, some people are a little bit more uh, meticulous than I am, obviously, in their planning. I've never been a great planner. Carly's way better at that than I am, and I rely on her for pretty much all the planning. Um, but it, it, especially if you're a person like me, where you, you kind of just go with the flow, try to stop yourself from doing that when it comes to these types of decisions. And I would say, look at, A, what do I think I want to do? Go take a look at it firsthand. And if you still think you want to do that, then figure out what the fucking requirements are. And if you what you're doing is going to get you into that field, yeah, and those are kind of my my recommendations. Is just get some freaking perspective, yep. take some opportunities. Don't be afraid to seek out the help and the advice. Don't think you're fucking invulnerable to making a bad decision because you're definitely going to make a bad decision uh, if you think that. So, uh, I don't if know. if I could just quickly surmise it in one piece of advice, it's just admit that you don't know everything. That's yeah. okay. That's true. Too. E Elon Musk. Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, they don't know everything and they're doing great. Like it's yeah. okay to not be perfect and to make mistakes, but just admit that you're going to make those mistakes and seek out resources to help you minimize the impact of those mistakes. Yeah. Be informed. That's all I got. What's your ranking for your final drink? I am going to give it a 7.4. I'm a sucker for anything citrusy and it, Pulls off the flavor very, very well. Mountain Dew, Bud Light Soda. It's not Mountain Dew at all, but it tastes like Mountain Dew. 7-4. What did How I about just you? give Anger Orchard? What did I give it? 6-4. I'm going to give this a 6-6. Six, six. Ooh, a little bit better. Topo Chico's good. We're finding some seltzers out. you like, Kyle. We are. I'm getting there. I told you, I'm getting there. I'm on the train a little bit now. It's not really my style still. I would rather have a beer than a seltzer yeah. any day of the week. Um, and maybe even a mixed drink before a seltzer. But I do think seltzers are are better than I originally gave them credit for. Uh, and I will say the pineapple one's definitely better than the mango. So I, if I had to officially rate that one, it would definitely be a little higher, but I will have to do that on a different episode than I have one in front of me so that I can do it officially for the podcast. Might have to do a seltzer ranking episode like we did with the light beer. Oh my God. I don't know if I'm prepared for that. I am. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Thank everybody for joining us again on another episode of two average husbands. We're here to have a good time and to drink and hang out with each other. Uh, and with all the rest of you guys, you can find Jake on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. It is, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that uh, both of our handles are there for you, too. I'm on at Kyle and her son. 
on Twitter as well. You can find the two average husbands pages all over the freaking place. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at number two ABG husbands. We're on Facebook at spelled out two average husbands. Uh, we're also on Discord. We're doing a bad job of that still. Uh, we'll get back to it. We are on Discord, and we are all also on something else I'm forgetting. But you can find us on YouTube as well at uh, Spot 2 Average Husbands. Uh, you can find our link tree on any of those places, and we also have it in our bios personally too. So you can find us pretty much everywhere. Follow us, like us, interact with us. We love the comments in the chat. It helps us to keep the conversation going, and we like to talk to you guys too. That's all I've got. Thanks for joining us. I'll give it to Jake. Make sure, as always, if you watch on YouTube, make sure you give us a listen on Spotify, iTunes, and now on Google Podcasts as well. So make sure you give us a like, follow there. Give us the listens. We love seeing the numbers increase as they are slowly but surely increasing. Um, we've got a couple other projects we're slowly working on here and there that'll be yeah. out mostly on YouTube. So make sure yeah. you subscribe on YouTube. Still offering to give away a t-shirt at 100 subscribers. We sure are. We gotta get, we're slowly getting there. We broke 50, I think. Hey, halfway there. So we're getting there. But just keep subscribing. Make sure you stay in touch with us on the content. Give us ideas if you want to see certain things in episodes. We are always open to more ideas. Uh, We have a few themed episodes on the horizon, as we kind of alluded to earlier today, with some of the talk about like work from home and stuff like that. So make sure you give us ideas. We'd love to see all of that. And as always, everybody... Make sure you tell somebody you love them.